This episode of Staying in Trouble is brought to you by Shelly Short, an independent ambassador of Bulavita. When Jennifer Winder was on the show, they talked about the benefits of keto and, of course, keto cooking. Bulavita has many keto-supporting products like our Keto Fuel Shake. It has a great vanilla flavor and can be mixed hot or cold and even used in cooking and baking. Some of my favorites. Many keto shakes on the market claim to be keto but don't have the proper macros to prove it. Ours does. Another great keto-supporting product is our Bulafit Burn Capsules a potent combination of herb and extracts that help you manage appetite cravings while providing sustained energy and heightened focus throughout your day. It is designed to help boost fat burning and provide a sense of well-being that reduces cravings for food and snacks. And finally, we're turning back time with our newest favorite, muscadine. We have many products with muscadine. One is our Infinity Oil. It can help you lose wrinkles, block fat, lift scars, and live better. Myself, Jennifer, and many others, including Adam Short with Staying in Trouble, are seeing personal results. We currently have Black Friday specials and are always available to help you find what you need for a better, healthy life. For more information, visit ShellyShort.BulaVita.com. Welcome to the Staying in Trouble podcast show. Uh, This is Adam Short here, and I just want to let you know that Eric and I just finished talking with Jennifer Winder. We talked about... Her cookbook, Making It Keto, some of her businesses, where she started cooking. She started at a very young age. We got into all kinds of different things and fun stories. But one of the things we cleared up is this misconception of the keto diet. A lot of people think the keto is just eating a bunch of bacon and avocados. Even though that does sound delicious at times, it can really wear people out. In her cookbook, she talks about all these awesome recipes that you can make the keto diet, not just a diet, but a way of life. So we had a lot of fun talking with her, and we really hope that you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, but also remind you that you can catch this whole Zoom podcast on YouTube at Staying in Trouble. And please, I'd like to remind everyone right now, we're, we are now on Audible. So you can see, get us on Audible, where you listen to all your wonderful books, You can have the Staying in Trouble podcast right there in your library. So download Audible and you'll be able to download the Staying in Trouble podcast. But you can listen to our podcast anywhere that you get your podcast from. So we appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening to the show, telling people about the show. And please continue to do so. Please leave a comment. Hit that subscribe button. And we really hope you enjoy this show. Thank you so much for listening. Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. But life goes on. Remember that. Money isn't real, George. It doesn't matter. It only seems like it does. Jennifer, welcome to the show. We appreciate Thanks you. For me. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. We're going to move a light around. Now it's going to shine off my forehead. Look at that. Oh, it does too. It looks look at good. that right there. Oh, yeah, but I look great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm super excited about our guest today, Jennifer Winder. She is uh, author of a cookbook, runs some commercial kitchens. You still doing uh, catering? Mm-hmm. So uh, I got a chance to meet Jennifer Winder. We, uh, her family and my family went on a cruise before this whole pandemic thing started uh, back in what, February, end of February. Right before. I think we were on the last cruise before they were shut right? down. Yep. So uh, we went and when we came back, we decided to spend a few days. There was a conference that Jennifer and my wife were involved in and we stayed in Florida. We went out to eat at this barbecue place. Do you remember the name of the place? No, it had like pig or something in it. I just don't remember. It was really good. Hank's pig roast. Yep, been there. Well, it it was at the that Disney World walk area. It's not like actually in the park. I forgot what it's called. Anyways, so we sit down, we eat, we get these big, huge plates of a variety of food that we are all kind of picking at and sharing and having a good time. We there's something on there, and I don't even remember what it was. But Jennifer starts eating it. And she starts describing every ingredient in that item, like just started breaking <laughs> it down. And then she started converting all those ingredients back to, well, I can make this keto and I can change this to this and this to that and this to this. 
and it impressed this fat guy. Yeah, big Jenner. He's talked about this for about three weeks. He's like, I did. He's like, have you heard of the food yeah. fairy? Yeah, Jennifer Winder. She's a food fairy. <laughs> well, I she can literally eat anything and tell you how many carbs, proteins, where it was made, how it was made. Yeah, and what we can do to make it healthy. I was I was impressed, Jennifer. I I've seen musicians hear music and then they sit down at an instrument and just play that exact piece perfectly. You just did that with food. And I was, I, you know, for a fat guy, that was like, man, dude. Yeah. So the funny thing is, it impresses you, but it annoys the heck out of my family because I do <laughs> it to everything. <laughs> well, I thought it was, I, I thought it was neat. And then ever since then, I thought, you know what? I got to put this person on the podcast. This will be awesome to talk about the keto diet. I don't think anyone knows more about the nutritional side of Nikito diet than, than you do. You've wrote a cookbook on it. So, uh, that's, that's why I was so excited to get you here on the show. Uh, it's been way too long a coming, but, uh, I'm glad you're here. Well, thanks. I, yeah, it's fun to be here. I was excited to do it. So, Hey, Jennifer. So tell us a little about this journey. Just give us a little bit of background for, uh, our listeners and myself, like, how did you become a food fairy wizard? Like, how did you gain this, this talent to break food down and understand its nutritional value? Because the most of us, like, we'll scribble out something on it. We'll see a label, we'll decipher it, and then we'll go, eh, it says it's healthy somewhere on here. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's got three grams of protein. That's pretty much keto. Let's go. That's healthy. It's going <laughs> to, it's going to, you know, make me super uh, strong today. So yeah. give, give us a little background. How did you become this food fairy wizard? Well, you know, it's funny. My story's a long one. It started when I was little itty bitty girl. I, I, I first started with a passion of just loving to cook. I've always loved to create and cook in the kitchen. And thank goodness I had a mom that let me go for it. I don't know if it was because I was the fifth children out of six. And she was just like, whatever, you're making dinner, go for it. <laughs> but like, I would make meals up and then I'd have all the neighbor kids over and make menus and make them buy the food for me with monopoly money. Like it's just always been my thing. So the passion for cooking has always been there. Nutrition. I've learned along the way. Um, for about 11 years, I ran the kitchen of treatment centers for substance abuse. And with that, one of the facility I work at, worked at, I actually retired from there last year, but the facility that I worked at, thank goodness they were one that really believed in good food for their clients to get well and just not crap that came out of a can or something like that. So they really gave me the liberty to do what I wanted to do too. I was just in a really good situation. But what that process allowed me to do was to learn how to meet people's dietary needs because we were getting people from all walks of life. You know, some would come in, they would be vegan. Some would be, you know, they didn't eat certain things. They had food allergies. So like I could be making dinner for 30 people and I had to make seven plates completely different than the next. So what that did, even though it drove me really nuts a lot of the time, um, it gave me the ability to start learning how to adapt recipes. And it ended up being a huge blessing because I am one of those people out there that was a cereal yo-yo dieter. I thought I knew a lot of stuff. I did every fad diet that came along. I have six children. After every child, I did something new. And then I never went back to what I was doing because it was torture that time and I didn't want to do it again. So when the Bula Fit program, um, which is supports a ketogenic diet. That was the first time I'd ever heard of keto. And that was about what, four years ago, I think. Um, when it came around, I was like, okay, here we go again. But I had about 60 pounds I needed to lose. And so I, I told my husband, I go, let's just do it. I go, we love everything else about um, it was a, it was a company that sponsored this program. We love everything else they have to offer. Let's just try it. So I actually treated it like a fad diet. And when people first hear keto, and I am guilty of this, I would think bacon, eggs, yeah. cheese, avocado. And Sounds I was delicious. like, oh, it does sound delicious, for but the first every day, day yeah. is not delicious every day. Though, 
bacon wrapped pork shoulder. Bacon Come might on. be my. I love the smell of bacon. Like bacon is awesome, but but I was getting a lot of um, resistance from family, from friends. Luckily, my husband always jumps onto everything that I do, so that's really good. But I was getting comments from people that I love the most, like, what are you going to do when this one fails? Um, people were posting things like on Facebook and tagging me. And I'm like, how unhealthy coconut oil is for you. Like I was getting resistance from everybody. And I'm like, well, that I'm also very much a natural rebellious type person. So for me, that just fueled me to do it and make it work. But I knew that I didn't want to do bacon, eggs, avocado, butter every single day, every single meal. And so I really dove in. I'm a researcher. I study. I read books. I, I will find the information. I have to know the facts and I have to know why things work. I won't just do it because you tell me to do it. And so I really researched. And as I was going through, you know, what do we do when we're cooks? We go on Pinterest and we're like, oh, keto recipes, and it pulls up, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it doesn't really feel like it's keto. Like, there's a lot of them out there that are, but as I'm investigating it, I'm like, that's not, I wouldn't eat that keto. That would work against me, and you're putting so much work into it. So my gear switched, and I started just looking up really good recipes without keto in the front and going, okay, how can I ketofy this? Because I needed to have it be a sustainable way of living where I wasn't eating the same food every day, but I was still eating food that I really enjoyed. And to be honest with you, food, just be honest. Yeah. I'll just be honest. Food that you didn't eat on any other diet, it would be considered cheating. So we treated it like a fad diet when we started and about six weeks in, we were like, yeah, we can do this for the rest of our life. If we have the right recipes. Quick question. A long story. Quick question. So you have two kids. How many kids do you have? Six. Six. Oh, two times three. Sorry. (laughs) Is I think that's another part. I love the fact that you talked about your husband. Tell us a little bit about once again, for our listeners and for myself, um, like, I think that's a hard part of being an adult and dieting is you're usually running two different tracks, which it sounds like you, when you were doing, one in a, 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 a kitchen for a rehab center, you're like, Hey, I had to make seven different plates. Most parents are lucky if they do one plate, maybe one and a half, because you got that youngest kid who says, I want something a little bit different. I know that the five other kids are eating out of the trough, but I want to eat my own plate. So as a mom and a parent, or do you have a cookbook like that coming out like keto for families or something like that? Well, so I'll tell you, I, I do have a cookbook and this is the thing that you have to remember. So when I first started, my mindset wasn't in it as lifestyle. It was definitely like diet. And so, but I'm also not a short order chef. And another thing that the treatment center really taught me was this is what you get. Like, I'm not taking orders. Yes. If you have an allergy or something like that, great. We'll cater to that, but I'm not taking orders based off of what you like. So, and I have a son with high functioning autism and you want to know picky, have that son in your life. (laughs) So I have taught my, my children. And I have to tell you, I feel like I have two different ways I've taught them because my older three, my older two children are married. So, but my other kids, um, the rule is this is this is what I'm making for dinner. If you don't want it, don't have it. But here's the reality when it comes to ketogenic food. So meals, let's not talk treats yet, but like meals. It's like the best thing, in my opinion, you can give your family because it's 100 percent whole food. It's good food. It's food that the fats haven't been taken out of. So they taste good. I don't think with any of my meals at all that I've made that my children have complained one time, not once. They love it. I will say this. I do make a few variations. So for example, if I make um, chicken Alfredo for us, we, not just me and my husband, because I'll always offer it to whoever wants it. And sometimes they take it. And sometimes they're like, no, I'm going to do this this time. Um, I always, for my teenage boys, 
because I don't want my teenagers to be in ketosis. There's reasons they need a lot more protein than what you would eat on a ketogenic diet. But I would give them like quinoa pasta instead of zoodles. They're not very appreciative of zoodles um, as their pasta. So, or if I was making like a bacon avocado cheeseburgers, theirs had a bun. Mine either didn't have a bun or mine had a bun that was made that I could have. And so it really depended if I wanted to take the extra steps or not. In the beginning, when I was diet mentality, I was making a substitute for everything. It was like, oh my gosh, if I have to have a hamburger, I have to have my special bun. And I was killing myself because it makes it, it's just a whole nother step. Now I really teach doing prep work. Like if you're going to make the bread that you want to be able to have with things, making it one time a month and freezing it. So you have it for the whole month. So I've really simplified things in that way, but I don't make separate meals for my family. I make them the exact same meals and they love them and, and they don't have an issue with that. When it comes to the desserts in the beginning, oh my gosh, it was so funny. They hated them. They would come up and smell it and go keto. It must be keto. (laughs) And I'm like, shut up. And I had mostly teenage boys at the time. Now, you know, there's only two kids at home now, but, um, It's different now because I've learned tricks and I've learned things that make the food taste better where you can't even tell. And so, but in the beginning, there's like this learning curve. And now that's the other thing. When I was first starting keto, it was like so negative, right? Everybody was so negative. And now you can't go to any store without seeing keto, keto, keto approved, keto approved, you know, blasted on everything though. You need to read a label because most of it isn't keto approved. But it's like now it's the thing and it's sticking around and it's not this bad diet anymore because it's getting people off of meds. I can't mention diseases ever, but it's like improving people's health. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The other thing I love about your cookbook and mind you, I on Friday, Shelly, my wife had foot surgery, so she is in bed. She cannot get up and move. So I have been taking over all the duties in the house. So I needed to make a dinner the other night. I opened up your cookbook and it's funny you mentioned it. I got the chicken Alfredo. So I, I made it right out of the book. Super simple. I mean, I am not a cook. I am not. not. I, no, I'm not. So like so mac it, and cheese levels where he's at. Well, and this chicken Alfredo, all I did was grilled up the chicken prior and then just made the Alfredo sauce, which was super easy. And the kids don't even know that it's really a really good meal. And I was able to make a meal, feed the whole family, and it was terrific. And so I, that's the one thing that I like is when some people think of a diet, they're thinking of this pain, staking like myself. I hate that diet because, or I hate dieting because of all the meal prep. I'm not a cook. I don't enjoy it like some people do. So I, I want to make it as easy as I possibly can. And that's what I think you've done in your book is, is being able to make good meals that's not going to completely murder all your time in, in meal. Right. Prep. Right. Well, and you know, it's funny because in that whole journey, when we were losing and, you know, my husband got off medications and stuff, I have the cookbook. I actually just got a box of them today. So this cheesecake right here, that's on the cover. I used to tell people I would go for like two or three weeks at a time where I wouldn't lose anything. But then in my head, I go, but like I'm eating brownie cheesecake and I'm not gaining weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who cares? I'm okay with that. So. No, yeah. I love, I love the food that was in it. I, I mean, I, and that's what helped us out the most in following the diet is that Shelly was able to make these amazing meals and a different meal each night, not the same, like what we were saying bacon, avocado type of thing. It's, it is something different. It has those ingredients in it also, but it it just makes it so much better to follow a diet when it's easier to make. And in today's world, I mean, I think the biggest problem with anyone trying to do any kind of healthy living or healthy eating is conveniences. Before the pandemic, our family was so busy. And and I've seen on Facebook, you got a son playing football uh, for high school, right? Mm-hmm. He's a big boy. I mean, that, yeah. that's a healthy kid. That kid will eat you out of house and home right there. Yeah, he does. He does. I bet he does. <laughs> he eats more than all my other kids combined. <laughs> I bet. I bet. But uh, so when you're that busy, 
you get done with the crazy Saturday from practices to games, all you want to do is just shove something in their mouth and go to bed. You don't have time to, to, to do all of this cooking. And so that's where the fast food places do so well is because it's so much easier to swing by Taco Bell, get a bag of tacos, feed it to the kids. Okay, let's go to bed. I'm beat because you just had a full crazy day of activities. So uh, planning ahead and meal prepping and doing these kind of meals, it's so much easier to come home, throw it in the microwave, and you're still eating a good meal, but it's fast, it's easy, and you're still putting them to bed. Yeah, and you're saving money too. I mean, throw that in. You have a big family. I had a big family. It's like probably one of the things I push the most. I, I'm a firm believer in you find time for the things you want to find time for. Yeah. And so I, I also am very busy. Like there was a time in my life where I was like, if one person tells me they're busier than me, I'm going to whack them because seriously, I had so much going on and it was like, you just do it because you have to do it. But um, one thing that I really, really push because you'll go out there. So for example, and I don't even know the name of it, so I won't give you the name of it, but at Costco, there's a bread and it's, it's keto approved bread. And I pull up the ingredients and I'm like, I mean, maybe if I was in a pinch and I was out of town and I needed something, I'd buy it. There's no way I would eat it on the regular because of some of the ingredients in it. I'm a little bit snobby when it comes to what I'm putting in my body these days as I learn more and more and I get a little bit more education on that. But um, if people will take just two hours I don't care what day of the week or when, and most people can find a two hour block somewhere. For me, it's on Sunday. Sunday is actually a relaxing day for me. And it's a day that I like to go in the kitchen and just get stuff done. But what I do is I go in there and I take my cookbook. I actually use my cookbook and I open it up and I kind of pick meals. Typically some, I have some people who do it with the full meal and they'll prep it for me. I want my treats made. And I want my breads, my tortillas and stuff like that made. And I'll take about an hour and a half to two hours. I will literally prep it for the entire month when it comes to my breads and I'll freeze them. So like I can get out of one recipe, pizza crust, breadsticks, hamburger buns, sandwich buns, you know, all this stuff. And I just freeze it. So I have it. And, and then I like treats. I am a major sweet tooth. And so I make sure probably every weekend I make two new treats. And, and I too freeze those so that by the time the month comes, like you have eight things that are in your freezer that you have available at all times, because the reality is, is like Adam on those days. So tonight my husband went to cafe Rio and picked us up some of their tortilla strips made keto because my pantry, my, my, one of my sons is painting my pantry. And so every nook and cranny on my kitchen counter is covered. I could not cook dinner in there tonight. And I didn't want to, I was just like, nope, go to Cafe Rio, get us some chicken soup. So he did and it worked well, but because I have bread, I also have rolls I can have with it. And then I have treats I can have after it. So on those days when you're in that hurry and you're in a bind, it's almost, it's super easy. You can go to any restaurant when you're in a pinch and get a ketogenic meal, but you're probably not going to get the sides and the treats to go with it. And that's where my people usually really struggle and it's kind of their downfall. And so if I can get people super prepared and having that stuff available to them, it's a night and day difference. And, mm -hmm. and when I started, especially, I think that you've used the keto fuel shake. That was my saving grace because it was one or two meals a day that I didn't even think about. I just made a shake and drink it. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it, that does help. You know, the hardest thing is you go to these restaurants, all the goodies are like right out there screaming your name, like yeah. right up front, you know? So it, it you just got to train yourself. And the other thing is with the diet, you, you have to find something that's going to be long-term. You have, it has to sustain you forever. It's not just a diet. It, it's, it's a lifestyle change. And sometimes that can be very difficult for some people. Yeah, it's difficult for for every for most people. For everyone, well, yeah, it doesn't sound difficult for her. No, but let, how do you go to Cafe is... Rio and make it keto? Like, dude, those tortillas are delicious. <laughs> there, I mean, like, you that's... know why? Here's the honest to goodness truth. Because I like how I feel, and I can seriously say that because I do have things once. 
I was with you at Disney World. I don't know if you were there to witness Jenna and I going ham on the pretzels. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. I'm like, I was over at the ice cream machine filling we're up. We're going to pay the price time. for this one. We're going to pay the price for this one. And in fact, when we were at Coco Cay on the island, I had people come out of the ward work and go, that's not keto. That's not keto. Uh, I'm see, like, that- oh my gosh. People are watching me everywhere. Keto but, police, keto police. Yes, right. but this is the beauty of living this as a lifestyle. When you are off on vacation, so I used to lose weight to go on the vacation and then I'd go crazy and I wouldn't get back on whatever I was doing. That was my cycle. Like I would have a goal in mind, get to the goal, and then I was done. The difference between that and the lifestyle is I could go on the cruise, I could, um, eat mostly keto, but when I wanted treats, I would have them. And then when I got home, I bounced right back onto keto. And that's what made it a lifestyle. I, it didn't affect me long-term. It was fine. I could enjoy myself and have my fun little splurges and do whatever. But when I first started, if you had told me that uh, the next Halloween, so I started in January, the next Halloween that Halloween day would pass and I wouldn't eat even one piece of candy and I wouldn't feel like I was missing out. I would have never believed you ever in a million years, but it did. I mean, I think I was looking at this last one was my fourth or fifth Halloween and I'm like, it's pretty amazing. So I, I, the only thing I can think of is I'm somebody who's never drank alcohol. Like if somebody had put a beer in front of me, it wouldn't have phased me anything, any type of alcoholic drink. I just, it's never been a, a thing to me that I've wanted or that has even said, oh, maybe I should have it this one time. That's how I am now with most non-keto foods with the exception of popcorn. Popcorn is hard for me, but everything else, like if you put it in front of me, it won't even cross my mind to have it. I was with my church group a few weeks ago. They went out for ice cream and I sat there and they're like, Oh, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. I'm like, I'm good. Don't worry about it. Cause the decision yeah. there, it's made. And I knew that I had banana peanut butter chip ice cream at home rebel. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and that's what I've always found. Like I didn't grow up drinking either. And the friends that I have drinking, they never invite me to go out when they're going out drinking because for some reason they don't want to be around someone who's not drinking. So yeah. if you're, if you're eating right, no one's going to invite you to go eat ice cream because they don't want to see you sit there. No, I think nothing. they feel awkward while you're yeah, sitting there. And I'm like, literally, I am so fine. I promise you, I'm not upset. I don't feel like I'm missing out. Nothing. I feel great. And, but it, it, it is it, a little It's making bit- them feel a little bit guilty because they, deep yeah. down in their mind, they're like, ah, do I really need this ice cream? No, 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 no. No, that's not what they're thinking. Is that what they're <laughs> What are they thinking? As one of those friends... <laughs> Some, some of those friends are thinking this. Hmm, if Adam's not going to eat that, I will polish it off and just go work out a little bit more and move all along in my life. So, Adam, will you pass the dish? Oh, yeah. are you done? Oh, you only there had two. That. You there only had two bites. Too. It doesn't bother me at all. I will finish with the eight bites behind your two. <laughs> oh, I will have fun. people come find me at an event and go where's your role or where's your thing or where's this? I'm like, it's right there. Take it. You know, and it's, it's, it's all good. Now it's fine. I think, I think people realize that this is just the lifestyle that I live. And so it's not really a thing anymore. It's just what I do. And so it's okay. But for a long time, there was a little awkward. And I have to tell you two of those people that were my worst, worse for my two best friends, my two sisters, my my older sister was the one who said to me, what are you going to do when this one fails? My younger sister, her husband is a doctor and I got a lot of crap. So let me tell you something. My older sister has been doing keto with me for a couple of years now. She's a lifer, her and her husband, both Adam, you know, my younger sister, Julie, she was, you know, her. She finally called me at the end of May. We had been at uh, my parents' birthday party. I don't even remember how many years. We had all gone down to Arizona in May. And um, after all the grief she gave me, and she'll be the first to admit it, she called me and said, I know I'm eating crow, but we're ready to give this a try. And let me tell you, 
she is doing amazing, amazing. She just is so happy and I, she's a lifer. So sometimes it's like, I think there's just to throw this in there, there's these worries about cholesterol and different things going off the charts and it actually kind of does the exact opposite. So for her husband, the doctor to be on board, he actually told me the other day, I need to stop losing weight, Jen. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we can do that too. But, <laughs> but, but with the ketogenic and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not just the weight loss. So no, what are some of the other health benefits that come from uh, obeying a keto diet? Okay. So people will ask me, why are you still doing it? You've already lost your weight. And I'm like, oh gosh, it's so much more than that. So I'm going to give you some things that have been benefits in my life. And I'll tell you some about other people. But for me, I am one of those people who perpetually had issues with eczema and rashes like that my whole life. In fact, when I was a little girl, like if I got out of the swimming pool, and I didn't coat my face in Vaseline. I couldn't even open my mouth without my cheeks bleeding. Like it was oh, really, God. really bad. And the way we treated it, my mom would take me to the doctor and I would beg her to take me to the doctor because I was so miserable. That was my whole body. I was just giving my face as an example. And they would treat me with um, cortisone shots. And the doctor's comment was, if your body looks this bad on the outside, I can't imagine what it looks like on the inside because health is really from the inside out, especially when it comes to skin things. But nobody really ever knew at that time, we weren't really evaluating the cause. We were just treating the symptoms. And I think we've come a long way with that. I think that people know now that there's a lot more to it. But so when I started keto, my reason for doing it was obviously for weight loss and probably about six or seven weeks into it. I will never forget. I had just come off of a catering so many weddings and my hands are usually raw and bleeding and just terrible. And I remember just looking down at my hands going, I even look at this, look at this, look at this. And he's like, wow, my hands were completely clear. And then I started paying attention. I was like, it's gone. Now, about two years later, I was watching um, some documentary or something on TV. And they were saying when you have that type of skin issues, that it's more of a, I can't even think of the word, an autoimmune type deal. And that's caused from inflammation. And that is what keto is. It's an anti-inflammatory diet. So for me, that for me is reason enough to stay on the rest of my life because I was miserable and my girls got that same miserable for me. So they, they have learned things that will trigger their skin and not my husband was one of those guys who was told you will be on cholesterol medicine your entire life. It's genetic. So just here's your cholesterol meds and go for it. And a couple months in our life insurance ran out. They came to do our physicals and I, you know, this is when everybody was like criticizing us. So I was like, please be good. Please be good. Please be good. And my blood sugar number, I still have these tests somewhere. Was it like a 65 that morning when they tested me? And when I started, it was at a 199. I, they wanted me on type two medications for diabetes and I wouldn't do it. I'm like, no, I just need to figure something out. But my friend who is our insurance agent came in town from Arizona and he said, um, what are you guys doing? And we were like, why? He goes, well, because of Ivan's cholesterol, the last time we got your insurance, you were in like this tier. He goes, you guys just got knocked down to the best tier or up. I don't know which way it goes. And we are locking you in. Like your insurance just went down in price. His cholesterol is in total normal range for him. And he had, he was not taking medication anymore when it ran out. I would never advise anybody to do that without talking to their doctor, but he opted to not continue that. And we're like, okay, I guess it's not genetic. I guess it's what we were eating. <laughs> so how long, how long has that been since he stopped taking that medicine? Well, it was the spring of 2017. Oh, wow. So yeah. And, and so for us, that was a really, really big deal. And, you know, 
There's people you sleep, some people sleep better. Joint pain is a really big deal for people because you're ridding your body of that inflammation. So helping that joint pain, um, just so many different things that it's like, it's just, it's a great way to eat. And like I said, it's the whole foods. You just get all of this stuff. And for me, I look at longevity. I'm trying to be preventative, right? For things in the future that seem to always come down the path for people as they're aging. I'm like, Hey, if I can prevent that, great. That's, you know, phenomenal actually. So all of it in one is why I keep doing it. Plus I can eat cheesecake. Yeah. Right. <laughs> The right kind of cheesecake, I should say. <laughs> so, Jen, quick question. So, the lifestyle has definitely been proven for you personally. Medical yes. has improved both your husband and your and yours. Where did the decision to actually make a cookbook and put that out into the world, put a piece of you and put a piece of your secrets out into the world? You know, it's kind of funny because I didn't go into that intentionally that way. What happened is, is because of my cooking experience and just my love for creating and doing that, um, I started creating these recipes and Bula Vida is the name of the company that I was affiliated with. They had a bunch of ketogenic products that I used that I just loved. And so I would take them in food and I'd go, okay, you got to taste this. You got to taste this. You got to taste this. And they'd be like, no way this is keto. Well, what was happening is people were calling me asking me, okay, how do I change this recipe? How do I change this recipe? And I love to help people. And I, I still do that. I still get messages all the time with people asking me to do that. But I decided, you know what, there's got to be a way that I can teach the masses all at once with this cookbook. And this is all kind of together. And so I just started streaming keto cooking videos online. They are so terrible and so awful in the beginning. They're hysterical, actually. Like it was awful, but people were using them and the recipes were helping them. So then people started wanting this cookbook. And so I had talked to my friend, Britt Cloward, and he's like, well, yeah, let's just throw something together. And we were thinking more along the lines of like photocopies, staple together. Here's a booklet of recipes. Well, um, it obviously turned into a much bigger thing and they, they were so awesome because they took on the grunt work of it, right? I got to do the fun part and create the recipes and they came in and they had the photographer come in and it was crazy when we made it. I think we made, I think 30 or 35 of them are photographed in the book and we did that in two days. And I was just like blown away by the fact that it could take an hour to take a picture of a plate of food. Like everything, they just did such a great job. So that's where the cookbook came from. Bula Vida supported it. They they put the money out to publish it and do the whole thing and have been really amazing cheerleaders for me. And we've just kind of worked together on the project. So, and since the cookbook's been published, you know, I've just created hundreds more recipes. So there's an inkling. Are we going to do another book or what are we going to do? I don't oh, know I like yet. I like the teaser on that one. Nice job, Jennifer. We're not sure. We're not sure. We're not sure, but follow me on Instagram for a big announcement coming soon. No. (laughs) Not on Instagram. Oh. The plot thickens. I think a YouTube channel would be really good. Yeah. You know what? I know my husband tells me that all the time. It's so funny because I... I spend most of my business and what I do is run through Facebook and I'm on Instagram a little bit, but not, not enough, but I really need to be catching all facets because if I'm being totally honest, when I started doing it, um, I did everything for free because I just wanted to help the world. I was like, I felt like it was this huge hidden secret, like, oh my gosh. People, we can help you feel better. We can help you do what you want to do and you can enjoy doing it. But the reality is, is not everybody enjoys cooking. I came with that. Like I came out of my mom wanting to cook, she said. And so, but I think I've been able to help people see that it doesn't have to be hard and do that step by step. And so for me, yeah, if we could get out there every single direction possible, which we're hoping to here in the future, but um keeps me busy. I always have lots of little projects going on that involve it. And, and I told you last year I retired from the treatment center so I could focus full time on this. 
Hey, Jen, real quick, what, is, what does your husband Ivan do? Because that's also another struggle. I know when, you know, Adam's talking about those busy lifestyles and we've slowed down right now for COVID is you're also a wife and a lot of families struggle to have a sit down meal, whether it be breakfast, lunch or dinner. So what, what does your husband do and, and shade us a little bit of that color in? Because obviously you're work, you, were, you were working a full-time job, which adds another layer to the yeah. dynamic. What, what, what does your husband do? So my husband is actually in sales. He runs, he manages teams and he actually pre, pre-pandemic was a different picture than it is now. He was traveling almost every week, three to four days a week. And so... Um, and we were busy. I had, you know, three at home, my three younger men, they're making up for everything my older kids weren't involved in. I'm not kidding. They do everything and they want to be involved in everything. So we were running, running, running. But when pandemic hit, hubby works from home in my other office. I have this new workroom that I'm in now. So apparently I have two offices. I won't let him change them. But <laughs> He will be home and at least until springtime, he's been told. And so things have shifted a little bit. So for us, it's kind of funny because I would say that the meal that we eat more often together is lunch because that's when he's here. We've been doing keto for such a long time that we don't really eat dinner too often. We usually have a huge ginormous lunch and we're done for the day. And it works for us because all my kids are gone all evening long. And so... It's just what we've adapted our style to. But before that, um, we're crazy. Like we have a crazy life and we are running kids every single direction. And so I just do my best in do- on days like those because we still have busy days like those where things just go in the morning, right? In the crock pot or we make a plan or whatever that is. But it can be simple. You can make life as simple or as hard as you want. Sometimes dinner is fried eggs and bacon because that's what's easy and it's in my fridge. So, yeah. It's always amazing to me that people don't take the time in the food that you eat. I mean, that's probably the most important thing you're putting in your body. And that's what makes you. But then we decide to cut that out and fill our time up with probably a few other things that is not even all that important. No. And I will tell you one thing I noticed because I coach so many people. I have people that will spend hours at the gym a week but it is too hard for, they don't have time to spend time in the kitchen. And I'm like, listen, if you cut out one gym day and did your prep for the week, you're going to get, have way more success at the gym. And so it's, it's all about just kind of finding that fine balance in there and figuring out what works for you. And you know what, what works for one is going to be totally different for another. Absolutely. Obviously if I'm coaching somebody and they hate cooking and loathe cooking, I am not going to coach them to cook all their food from scratch. I'm going to show them a healthy way to do keto where they're not cooking everything from scratch and maybe just a couple little things. Diet diet is definitely a path of self-discovery of yourself. You got to figure out kind of really what works for you and, and that kind of stuff. I don't, I mean, skipping a day at the gym sounds miserable to me. I had, I had to redesign my own, like when Shelly was giving me keto, I was mixing in probably more protein than I probably should have been. But I was also, I felt like I was burning it off because of the the amount that I would like to work out. So I kind of felt like it was a little bit of a balance. And then I would sneak in. I mean, Shelly doesn't know this, but I would sneak in a little bit of carbs, like a rice or something that, because I, I felt like that kind of balanced Jen, me out a little bit. I found this yeah, in th- the studio when I got <laughs> here. No, that's not me. <laughs> but but a lot of weightlifters, you know, struggle with the keto diet. Uh, some of them, you know, don't. You know, uh, some of them. I mean, like there's that old saying: the six pack is built in the kitchen, not in the gym. So, like, uh, but sometimes there's, there's a, I guess there's a period when you get your body to ketosis, it gets a little, um, they, they call it the keto fuel, uh, flu. 
Is that what, is that right? Where they, yeah. they they feel a little crappy at that moment. They're they're starting to feel weak a little bit until it kind of kicks back into place, and to try to find that balance. And a lot of guys who are using that much energy at the gym, they don't first they don't want to go through that. They feel like it's it's bringing them down. And then most of the guys are also on these supplements that, if you really look at the ingredients of some of these, first I can't pronounce half the words in half of these, these supplements. One guy told me, he says, if you can't pronounce it, don't put it in your body. Yeah. You'll be able to read everything on that ingredient uh, list on the back of that protein bottle or the container or whatever. If you can't read all that stuff, if you don't know what that is, then put it back on the shelf and find something else. Yeah, it's very true. And we get that. I get a lot of men, especially who get worried about that. So my husband, he loves to lift weights. He's, he's, like he's pretty muscular guy. And, um, he was even worried about that when we started, it hasn't phased him one bit. And in fact, it was funny because in all the years that he has lifted weights and done his workouts and done all of that stuff, he had like a few spots he could never get like to nothing would, it would drive him nuts. And then all of a sudden those spots were gone. Like totally tone, um, because his body was using that fat as fuel. And, you know, it wasn't this, I got to lift weight. I got to lift weight to get it. His workouts have toned down so much and he's still getting really good results compared to when nice. he was doing like a high protein, low carb. So for the people who are doing it, um, that are worried about that, there's always going to be this transition when you're going from insulin burning to ketone burning and it's until you're really fat adapted. And for some people, it happens in a couple of weeks. And some people, it takes a little bit longer. And there's a few tricks and a few things that we do to help them get through that. But um, once you get to the other side, man, it's a good place to be. Like, it's a really good place to be. In fact, I, when I first started keto, uh, the week that I started, I had tore my quad tendon away from my kneecap. And so I couldn't even walk without a straight leg. I was in physical therapy. I was doing all this stuff up until that point. I had been doing the old way of working out, right. To lose weight, like calories in calories out, working out, doing all of that. And it's always the same people you see at the gym, like, and you're like, are you, is your body even changing? I don't know if anything's happening. And so I was gone from the gym for four months. I was in physical therapy for like three times a week. And when I was in physical therapy, I lost 45 pounds, not working out once, but I'm a huge believer in working out because for all the other stuff, I'm not a believer in working out for losing weight. I'm a believer in working out for getting toned for health, for mental health, for just muscle strengthening and all of that. So once I lost my 58 pounds, I'm like, it's time to hit the gym. And so I really hit the gym and started cranking it up not working out for almost six months. I went back to that gym in ketosis and I had, you know, almost 60 pounds less on me and I could work out better than I've ever worked out in my life. And so not just weight loss wise, but like breathing wise and everything, because the best way to explain it is like when I would run, when I do Ragnar marathon, I at about a mile would hit a wall. And it would be like, oh my gosh, I hit the wall. And then all of a sudden I would get through that wall and I could feel it when it happened. Like I could hear the rhythm of me running. Everything was consistent. That was my body. I've since learned going from insulin burning to ketone burning, meaning I had burned through all of that sugar and now I was burning ketones. So if you're already in ketosis, that's where you start with your workouts. Oh. It's pretty awesome. Well, I, I've always believed in that sort of rule. Uh, I, when I read David Goggins' books, he believes in the 60-40 theory. He says, once you get to that wall, whatever that wall is, if it's that mile or whatever, once you hit that wall, you're at 60%. You always still have 40 more percent to give. So whenever you feel like you have to stop or whatever is going on, you've only hit 60%. And I, I, I've always had that in my mind when yeah. I do anything. And sometimes it's even with dieting. Exercising comes easy to me. I, I don't mind getting up early. I don't mind the runs. I don't mind the weights. I love all that. It gives me peace in my mind. I believe it, it strengthens me. It does everything like what you just said. Where I'm weak at is, is the food. 
And so sometimes I have to psych myself up and amp myself up not to eat that late night meal, not to get that bowl of ice cream to watch some Netflix and, and just go to bed and not eat at certain times. And I fight that. And sometimes I, I can get pretty cranky. Shelly will say that. I mean, when I'm hungry and I want that late night snack, I mean, I just, I get so munchy at times. And so that's where I have to really psych myself up and really push myself. And that's where, that's where my wall's at my wall. I I can hit that. And dude, when when I get munchy, you want it. Yeah. I know. You deep fly a diaper, I'll take a bite. (laughs) Once you tell yourself you can't have it, then it's all you can think about. Yeah. So the trick is just replacing it with something you can't have. So if I get the bowl of ice cream, I just get the right one. (laughs) Well, Shelly used to make this ice cream out of that keto fuel we get. Yeah. Oh, man. And she would put like little chunks of that dark uh, chocolate, that 70% or 60% of that. And she chops that up. Oh, man, dude. Well, and Shelly's a good cook. She is. She is. I've well, cooked with her in the kitchen. We work together doing that at events and she's good. So you're lucky. Yeah. Well, she came back so excited after working with you, I think in Dallas mm-hmm. and man, she, she had a great time cooking all those meals and helping out. And she came back ready to go. And our kitchen was full of that stuff. I'm thinking you could go up to Utah and hang out with Jennifer anytime you want. Yeah, you there just, you go. I will send you up there. I'll take care of the kids. If this is the result, when you come back. Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Yeah, man, Jennifer, we appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for so much for sharing with us uh, your your experience with the ketogenic diet. For any of our listeners who want to know, where can they find out about your book, Bula Vida, or anything more about you? Your coaching, your So the best way to do it, there's two places. I do a lot of stuff on Facebook at living your keto life is what my Facebook group is called. Um, But then I have a website livingyourketolife.com, And I've got all sorts of information on there. So either way, either way, they'll get some, some good info. Well, we appreciate that. And we'll put the links in our bio to this podcast. So any of our listeners go down to the bio click the link and check out all the work that Jennifer Winder has done and be able to check that stuff out. And if you have any further questions on ketogenic, or if it's not working for you, you'll be able to reach out to Jennifer and she will, she sounds like she really wants to help. So uh, yeah, we appreciate it, Jennifer, so much for coming on and sharing with us. Thanks, Jennifer. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited.